Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 249, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by... Join the Herbal Nerd Society. You'll become one of the many wonderful people who support this podcast, and we will very much thank you for it. Join the Herbal Nerd Society at herbalnerdsociety.com. Now, here your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Yolanda's <sighs> got way too much energy for, you, energy for me. She has a lot of energy. I mean, maybe it's that she's in the middle of the Italy and the country on the highlands with her hand holding out to her cell phone so she can get a Wi-Fi <laughs> right. signal or, or what it is. But but um, I, I think it's, you know, I was thinking about this the other day that she seems to be one of those people where, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh, I do this. Where do you do that? Well, I do that in Italy. Where in Italy? In the country. How do you do that? Internet? Yeah. She's a full internet business and yeah. from what I can gather, you know, she has, well, honestly, an international cadre of clients. I mean, she has yeah. Australia, she has uh, England, I believe, and she has America. Right? Oh, there you go. For sure, yeah. Three countries is all you need to be international, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, she's always a fun talk to. I, mean, I think that was the second show with her. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really have a lot of respect for the business that she's built in part because building your own business is challenging and she's found a way to turn her expertise, which is in marketing and in business building in general, into something that also dovetails with her passion, which is herbalism. Mm -hmm. And I know that she does, you know, she has done like herbal products and she's done some, you know, herbal getaways and experiences and things like that. Um, I expect COVID is probably, the pandemic has probably made it a real less, challenge yeah. for her to do that, but she already, I mean, she was already doing Herbal Entrepreneur and her love of connecting with people has made her herb circle a really powerful community, mm -hmm. you know, so I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I like being a part of that. Um, so you, you've signed up for that. You're, you're, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I've, I've started working with her and she's given me some really good ideas for, ways to make changes. This year, 2020 for the Practical Herbalist has been super transitional for us. I mean, we've been without Sue for the whole year, which is in itself, that was a huge transition. Yeah. I mean, Sue would, had been with us for 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. And she's on, you know, on doing her things and pursuing, you know, the stuff that's important and good for her. And she's still an in integral part of Occupy Medical and all of that. But moving on in the company without her was – I didn't know how that was going to go, you know. I mean I just didn't, well, yeah. didn't know. Well, definitely because, you know, she was a big part of the podcast and a big part of the stuff they were doing. And I heard yeah. she has an author credit on many, many, you know, yeah. articles and posters are still on the practical order list. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, another thing that was transitional, of course, is, you know, that part of it. Um, of course, COVID brought into the Herbs in Action. Yeah. We ended you know, up launching a summit. summit. And, uh, yeah. you know, that was that was a steep learning curve. <laughs> yeah, that sure was. Um, it was fun, but that was a steep learning curve. Yeah, that was a frantic day. Um, you know. Um, day. For me, that was a frantic month. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> no, it was. But I remember the day of, you yeah. know. Where we you know we we had hundreds of people that couldn't get on because 
you know, I didn't understand, and many people at that time really didn't understand, it was really weird the way Zoom had written the, 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 the verbiage. The language wasn't very... It wasn't clear. It was like yeah. you get 100 people that can be active, but then I thought you could put it everywhere. And then you know, we said, okay, we could, but it was through Facebook or YouTube. And, you know, Facebook seemed like the place we were going to go, but then we couldn't get it to work, and there was a big thing. Yeah, there was a lot of technical like, you know, stuff. But it was like a lot of those st- things where that was, um, you know, a learning curve. So we know, you know, if we did do it again... When we do it again, you know we we yeah. know we know we've got a foundation laid. Yeah, and you know you've made some other changes to the to you know the back to Orbis through the throughout the year. Oh through, yeah, I mean, subtle yeah. things that you know you may or may not see on a, you know through the through the podcast or or you know if you just go to the website, there's a lot of um, things in the back that you're working on to make it better. Yeah, we've done things like for the Herbal Nerd Society, we've added video articles and we've... Yeah, you've been really shooting a lot of video. Yeah, yeah. And learning how to produce video, which has been a huge... For me, that's a huge challenge. I mean, it's hard enough to learn how to be in front of a camera and not feel absolutely self-conscious and awkward and embarrassed. Yeah, but then on top of that, to have to look at it while you're producing it, it <laughs> is a always, little challenging. Yes, it is hard to – I mean it's like thinking if you go into the bathroom in the morning or the night and you look at the person in the mirror mm-hmm. and you have that mm-hmm. crappy committee looking back at you. Oh, that's you know, and, then you, and then now do that where you have to frame by frame by frame it and yeah. get it where it hits right so you can do a drop fade and put your audio up and that and then you yeah, don't like the yeah. way your voice sounds and and so you're trying to do all that stuff and all of that's just staring right back at you so yeah. it's the crappy committee right in front of you and now you're right. adjusting all of it and that's really hard I, I, yeah. I, I applaud you for that I applaud <laughs> you for taking on Adobe Premiere um, we were using some other products that you know although they worked they weren't barely, but they You're weren't the kind of products that would give us longevity. Right, we right. Couldn't you know if we wanted to reuse anything in the future, it was harder to do so right. than it was with using a, um, a professional product. Now, obviously, we barely scratched the feature set of that. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. but and we uh, probably will only barely scratch the surface anyway. Right. I mean, well, it's the next okay. the, the next <laughs> move good. for you is we have to get your green screen behind you that we can drop. Anything behind you that you want. Uh-huh. So if you want to talk about dandelions, then we have a big picture of dandelions behind you. And if you want to talk about, you know, <laughs> being in an herbal field, we can throw you in an herbal field. Or if you want to mock picking nettle, we can make you. You have nettle. quite the vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what news. It's what they do in the news all the time. You know? Well, that's so, true. You know, that's true. Um, so one step at a time, though. I, uh, this has been that just learning to shoot video and writing all the articles or sourcing articles. I've got the beginning of a group of writers that I can call on for writing articles, and it's been really wonderful to Mm -hmm. start having people that I know and respect who are, you know, starting to be able to do that for me. I I think one of the the, the things that uh, this – it gives you, or because or, you're you're part of the the herbal circle and that with Yolanda, I think that gives us or you the ability to be with other other people and businesses that you can offer advice and they can offer advice back to you and you can be yeah. a sounding board and and that's really nice because you know you'll tell me something I won't believe you, right or vice versa, but once we hear it from other sources, it's like well maybe they they got something there right and it's just more along the lines of reaffirms what I might be saying or what you might be saying, but sometimes we're not ready to hear it until we're ready to hear it. And, right. uh, 
Well, you know, I mean, I'm after, even a, after the first time we talked with Yolanda, you were – I had been saying for years I'd told you about that thing that I had with the bookkeeper, the – you know, yeah. you were aware of that, my yeah. business group. And I said so many times, this is really helpful. You should get a group together yourself and, you know, you all – it's just a small number, three or four people. You guys just work on your business together and they don't have to be the same businesses. And after talking with her, you finally started taking some action and you've found a few people. You have a handful of folks that you get together with every week and you guys work on your businesses together and you offer that accountability to each other. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you brainstorm or think outside the box sometimes. I mean, sometimes when you're working on something, even if you normally think outside the box – your own mind is its own box, no matter how you think. Right. And getting somebody else's perspective just allows you to see it from a different angle. And, and it, like, yeah, it, it comes into that adage too that when I do that group or you do this group, it's you're mm-hmm. not at that point you're not working for your business. Right. You're working on the business. Yeah. And we all, as business owners, entrepreneurs, have to do that higher level of thinking and that. Um, and that accountability. That's the other thing that my group gives me is I had been struggling to redesign the website right. for months. I mean, I had all that time during the COVID lockdown. Right, and you did All it. that time. Totally didn't do it. I started it. <laughs> I had the layout. I had everything penciled. I just couldn't get to doing it. And I don't know why. And when I started this group with um, back in September, I was like, well, these are my goals. So I would do weekly goals and then they would, there was accountability, you know, and, and not even that they came back and said, well, hey, you didn't get that done. Uh, it was more along the lines as I wanted to report to them that I had done it. Right. That it was right. completed. Yeah, that's the beauty of doing accountability. It's having someone who will listen and acknowledge whatever it is that you have or haven't done without judging. You know, that's kind of the point of being an accountability partner or having a group like that is – it's not about judging. It's about, you know, oh, I was going to do this task and now I've changed my mind and I'm going to not do it. Or I chose other priorities this week and I didn't get that task done. And because I have to say that and tell you why or what I did or didn't do and and have clarity, I will next week get clear about whether I want to make that choice or not again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it helps you get your priorities more clear and start acting on them more easily. Right. And and that's that's a key thing. And as business owners, that's something that we, we do need to do. Yeah. 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 For me, um, being able to work with Yolanda and with the Herbal Circle has really been helpful in that they've – I've gotten a lot of really helpful new perspectives. And Yolanda has suggested something that – I had not even thought of doing, and I'm going to be doing it in December for Herbal Nerd Society um, new members mm-hmm. and to draw new members to the society. Right. You know, she pointed out that I hadn't made it very clear what the Herbal Nerd Society was really about. <clears throat> and she's right. I mean, I didn't see it that way until she said it. And then I started looking at what she was saying, and I was like, yeah, actually – you know, the Herbal Nerd Society isn't only a way to support the podcast, although we're very grateful to those folks who join purely to support the podcast. But it's also about the articles and the videos and the opportunity to say, hey, 
I want to hear from this particular herbalist, or I'd like to know about this particular topic. Can you guys maybe do a show on that or do a, do an article series on that or, you know, that sort of thing. Right. That's what the Herbal Nerd Society, part of that, part of the membership offers that. You, you get to, you know, ask for those, ask for what you want and I'll do my best when I'm working on getting programming or finding writers or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be redoing the landing page for it and and I'll have a new offer in December. So right after Thanksgiving, I think I'll launch that. Which um reminds us. Uh-huh. That might be is that hiatus? It'll be hiatus for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so for the month <laughs> of December there will be no new podcast coming out. Right. 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 Um but we it doesn't mean we're not working on the practical herbalist just means there's a new podcast coming out. So it's our semi, what do they call it? Semi, biannual, annual. I don't know. We uh, have hiatus, hiatus twice a year. Right. December's usually the holiday season is usually one hiatus time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, um, yes, yeah, so this will be the last show until early January, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's so a little savor bit. savor every word, people. It's a little bit longer this particular year in part because of how Thanksgiving fell for American holidays system. The third, the, was it the third, third or fourth Thursday of the month? Turns out to be. Is it know. early this year? Yeah. Cause oh, the last, no. the last week of November does not extend to Thursday, if I remember correctly. So it's, yeah, it's a slightly earlier than usual Thanksgiving, which gives me a slightly longer than usual hiatus. And then to make it even a little bit longer, our podcast publishes on Thursdays. And in January, the first Thursday is like the 6th or 7th. It's So the first week of January, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be having like New Year's, but no new podcast that particular week. Right. So that gave me a longer one, okay. which is good because – one of the things that I have wanted to do and have been struggling to find time to do amidst all the other, you know, producing right, articles right, and everything right. is I want to switch over all of our book links to bookshop.org. Yeah. That, that, and that's, and that, I mean. That's part of that transitional so understand people, that's a thousand articles we have to go through. Yeah. And sort and figure out where we ever, we put a book link to, um. Amazon all and, of our links and, yeah. and why why are why are we doing that that's part of the transitional things that have come up for me through this year is um, as we've worked through covid as I've you know made the transition into you know having you and I be the primary team for the practical herbalist and all of that I've started thinking much more carefully and much more clearly I guess about how I feel about shopping as local as possible and as small business as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, we had a lot of Amazon links. We did it as affiliates. And I did it because we were looking for ways to make money. And we've made, you know, some money off of Amazon affiliate links, but not very much. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to promote a lot of Amazon links. I cannot say that I'm anti-Amazon, but there are things, aspects of Amazon I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, some our son ordered a, like a tapestry or something like that. It was essentially something that could have easily shipped in a padded envelope, and it was a padded envelope inside of a box. Oh, yeah. 
And I've been seeing more and more of that kind of excessive amount of packaging coming out of Amazon shipments to our house, at least. And I think I, I don't like that. I, I'd it's rather have waste. yeah. I don't I don't want that waste. I don't want to deal with having to recycle that. I don't want to deal with trying to figure out what to do with all that cardboard that I didn't need in the first place. I don't run a business where I can reuse those things, and the businesses around us that do reuse them have more than enough of their own. Mm -hmm. They don't want donations. Right. So that got me thinking, and you know, the the local bookstores need support. They're individual people with families they're trying to support. And the pandemic has made it really hard for many independent booksellers to keep going because they don't have in-person store traffic anymore. Yeah. So bookshop.org looked like one way that I could do – we could do better at supporting smaller businesses in, you know. So that was that was part of it. But I've also been thinking about the way that affiliate marketing has evolved, at least within the herbal community, and I haven't really liked what I've been seeing. And I, and I don't know if it, that's a – affiliate marketing in general is like that, but I do know that there's a specific um, sales um, – what do you want to call it? Sales funnel system that's being promoted heavily inside the herbal market. Yeah. Um, and well, it's I being mean, and it's being repeated over and over again, and it's the same one that the same system that people are using, and it is successful. But the problem that I have, and I think you'll agree, is it's what ends up happening is it becomes email harvesting. Um, really, I mean, so if you and yeah. I, as a practical, promotes the product that we like and we think is is worth it for you, for for our listeners and our readers, mm -hmm. and we say, hey, we really think this is a good product, and you know, we recommend it, and we for these reasons, and you know, obviously there's an incentive for us, so we say that yes, we're an affiliate. And, you know, you sign up through that. But then it just the way the link tracking works is sometimes, you know, if you go to another site and then that now that's their link that they get to it. And then what we also notice after the second or third time doing an affiliate program with with an, a group, they our numbers shot way down because what ended up happening is everybody that we were bringing over there, they were marketing directly to now. Right. So they didn't need us as an affiliate. So from a business owner's perspective, what I've experienced as I've worked with affiliate marketing for other herbalists and other programs is that I will, the first time we're going to say Joe is selling his new herbal learning package. Mm -hmm. And he says, do you want to be affiliate? I say, yes. He gives me all the stuff to do the affiliate marketing. I do it. Um, I send it out to my, my customers or my email people, my contacts and some of them sign up, and I get a percentage of the sale for that. And um, from the beginning, when I first started doing that, and when we as the practical herbalist tried that the first time several years ago, I insisted on always divulging very clearly to everybody who received that email, this is an affiliate, they are an affiliate of ours, if you click on our link and you buy you're going to we're going to get paid for that. Yeah. So you get the bonus of the good stuff, the the material that you want at a price you were going to pay anyway, and now I can, you know, get a percentage of the sale. Mm -hmm. And that's been great the first time I do it, but let's say, you know, it's a year later and Joe's going to do his the same product. You know, they they usually when those those things are products are open and open enrollment and then they close enrollment. 
And so like a year later, Joe's going to do this product again. And the, I say, okay, I'll do the herbal learning package. And I do all the, the affiliate marketing stuff and I, and I send it to my people. And Joe has already sent to my people because Joe got the email addresses from yep. everybody who clicked through last time. Yep. So those are all the people that may have been interested anyway. Mm -hmm. So the only way that this becomes profitable for me is if I am doubling or tripling my email list in that year and I'm doubling it or tripling it, not using anyone else who's also on Joe's affiliate list. Exactly. So I have to be out, completely outside of the herbal community to get my new names to then funnel them to Joe's thing. So what ends up happening is that I do a lot of work the second year and I get considerably less profit out of it. And then the third year, considerably less. And it's a lot of work. And it is a lot of work to do one of those programs. Yeah, you have to set up you know, emails. You have to write stuff. You have to yeah, – yeah, and we had to – I mean, it's a piece, lot of work. The piece and – and I realize this is the way marketing is going. It isn't just the herbal world. This, this particular formula is being used – Across many many industries. Oh yeah. No, so this I, is yeah. this is yeah, this no, is here you. to stay. And I'm not saying you know that it's horrible or anything. I'm just saying I don't feel that it's worth it for us at the Practical Herbalist to do that. But the piece I don't like, and that I've seen happen in the at least in the herbal industry, and I'm not going to speak to other industries or other companies because I don't know. But what I've seen in the herbal industry is that I'm on lots of different you know lists people's email lists mm -hmm. because I'm always looking to find the best information for Real Herbalism Radio, for the articles, the new products, the books, whatever, to see what's happening in our field. Mm -hmm. I'm on many lists. And when a new affiliate program comes up, I get an email from, let's say, you know, Sarah, who's running some herbal company, and she's doing affiliate marketing for somebody else. And Sarah sends me an email and says, oh, this great program, you know, come check out the video. It's free, blah, blah, blah. And I click on the link and it doesn't go to Sarah's thing. It goes to some other company, which is her affiliate. And she never really told me that this is affiliate, that this is an affiliate link, that she's going to get paid if I click on that link. She didn't divulge any of that information. She made it sound like she's really buddies with whoever it was that this, the mm -hmm. affiliate company is. It's her best friend, and she just wants to help them out. And to me, that seems deceitful, and I don't it's like that. It's disingenuous for sure. It's, and I, so for me, I feel I don't trust Sarah so much anymore. I don't trust what Sarah has to say. Now, other people might not feel this way. So this is just very personal for me. I just feel like I'm not okay with that. So every time I've done it, I've made it really abundantly clear. I don't, you know, I modify it. If I copy their script that they wrote, I modify it or I write my own. I make it really clear. This isn't necessarily my buddy, but I have taken the program. I do believe in it. I would, I would say you should consider doing this no matter whether I get paid or not. But, hey, I will also get paid, so that's a bonus for me. Right. And it's not the ethical way that – or it's not the ethics that our industry holds. It's not the ethics that American marketing holds, and it's definitely not the ethics of the American public and culture. So I get that I'm unusual in that, but I feel uncomfortable with it. So – Well, you're not that alone in it because – 
the FCC has pretty much stated you have to say that. You have to tell people that, that, that these are paid links. Yeah. And, I mean, if you've seen any blog posts that do, you know, the top 12 amazing car gadgets of 2020, that is a review article that all of those gadgets are having links to somewhere else that are going to make that writer money. And they have to say it every time there's a link now. Right, right. So I decided um, over the last you know quarter, I started really thinking carefully about that. I've considered it for several months now. I mean, it's been something that's been on my mind for most of 2020. But over the last three months, I've thought a lot more about it and decided that I don't think we will be doing any affiliate marketing. Um, I, I think I'm going to move away from that. And that way, if I'm promoting somebody's program, you know, you, my listeners, the people on my email list, the people reading the article know that the promotion is genuine because I believe in that product or I believe in that book or I have read it cover to cover. It was a good book. It was worth a read. I learned from it mm-hmm. or I think that my audience may learn from it. You know, it was well designed or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's – so I, I think we're we're moving in that direction. So that's part of, you know, changing to bookshop.org. When you find a link on our site to a bookshop.org link or right. to a title there, if it doesn't explicitly state right there next to the link that it's an affiliate link, it means it's a general link to that title on bookshop.org. I won't get a sale from it. I, right. won't, I won't. And I'm okay with that. And yes, I will have a spot on the menu where you can, you know, I can get it's an affiliate spot, so it goes to the my book lists on mm-hmm. bookshop.org. So there's a way to do it if that's what you prefer, but I want to I want to eliminate that whole is this are they are they getting paid to say this or not idea. I want to take that away from the practical herbalist because the practicality is you you should be doing it because it's the right thing to do, not because you'll get paid for it. Right. And the payment for it should be secondary and should be separate. There are better ways to help me get money. You know, if you really want to, you can join the Herbal Nerd Society. And even if you're just doing it for to support the Practical Herbalist and to support Real Herbalism Radio, mm-hmm. and you really never actually log in and look at the Herbal Nerd Society articles – that's a way to make sure that, you know, you're supporting what we do at the Practical Herbalist. And it's not underhanded and it's really clear and you know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And you also know that anytime I say, hey, this is a good book or, you know, this is a great program, that it really is a good book. It really is a good program. And that there's no money being exchanged for that. So – Bump your credibility up. Yeah. Well, and also I want to make sure that all of my listeners and readers know that they can really trust what they're reading is right there. There's no – nothing hidden. Right. There's nothing underhanded. There's nothing hidden. There's no, you know, no reason for them not to trust that if they click on a link, it's going to go exactly where they expect. Mm-hmm. If I tell them, hey, this is a great new free video, I'm going to tell you. It's a great new free video, and it's by this person, and it's at their site, and I'm not getting paid for it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this because it's actually a really great video. Right. You know, so 
that's the part that you know I, I don't I don't like the fiction that we're all pretending to be besties with everybody else when we're really not. I, there are a lot of verbalists I know and really enjoy talking to, and I very much respect them, but we're not having Christmas dinner together. So why am I going to write an email to you, to my public, saying, "Hey, this is my best buddy," and you know, make it sound like we hang out all the time when we really don't? I don't like that. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, I know, right? I just like totally. It's been on my mind, like I said. I, I think about these kinds of things for a long time and rather deeply before I make a decision. Oh, man, that's such a pickup. you got to try this tiger tea from Sacred Blossom Farms. In fact, if you go to sacredblossomfarms.com right now and enter in real herb, all caps, 15, you can save 15% on your next order. Tell them that Practical Herbal sent you. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> now, that you, now that you made that conversation drop. Wow, that was just. Oh. You've been holding that up for a bit, apparently. Oh, well, it's. I try to form my opinion slowly and carefully, and most of the time, I try to just keep a lot of that kind of those thoughts to myself because they are not at all in alignment with where our culture is going, and with what people want to hear. And I don't expect everybody else to change to be the way I want to be. You know, I don't expect any other websites to choose to not have an Amazon link if that pays them. They can go ahead and do that. And I actually don't feel like it's a, to me, it's not a judgment. Yeah, I mean, if you, know? you look, if you listen to our, our uh, archive of, of, of podcasts, there were times where we were definitely promoting our Amazon links as a way to help fund mm-hmm. And promote the practical herbalist with, you know, at the time before the Herbal Nerd Society, this, that was a way that we could generate some income. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and everybody, and I hate to say it, but everybody was doing it. So we did it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, now I, I guess I don't need to make Amazon's coffers any deeper, any thicker. I don't need to make Bezos any more of a billionaire than he already is. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I need to really – it's like I tell my son, if he wants to buy something, can you kind of look for it locally first? See if it's here because yeah. there are people that need jobs and there are people that work here and they need – they have families. You keep buying online and guess what's not happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's – we tried it and when we tried it, I wasn't against trying it at all. You know, I feel just like with so many things that we've talked about, I feel it's really important to give it a try to figure out, to actually have the experience. Right. And we tried. And after a while, we continued to do it. I don't know that it was very profitable. If Had it been incredibly profitable and we were making millions of dollars off of Amazon links, mm-hmm. maybe I would have found it easier to keep doing it. But for quite a long while, I've been questioning whether that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not profitable in a huge way, but I've also been questioning the ethics and questioning how it's done. And I'm definitely not judging others. I'm just saying, where's my comfort zone? Mm -hmm. How do I, you know, where do I feel my place of integrity is? Because it's very important to me as an individual, just, you know, as a person to be in a place of integrity, even if my place of integrity is not in alignment with my culture and with the people around me. And I don't judge them for being in a different place because they're different people with different experiences. 
and we all have to have our own experiences and right. we need to you know learn from them exactly but yeah it's been something i've been thinking about for a long time okay nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah so it's one of those things that you know it's also end of year and we're coming up on the time when i start thinking about how did the year go what do i want to do the next year it's a you know i've been doing that for personally and for education and most people that know me have watched me do it every year. I've got my year-end review. I've filled up my forms and everything for myself. Mm-hmm. And this year has been, there's a lot of things I can talk about in the year-end review that are, you know, how things have gone for the practical herbalist. But usually I use the year-end review as the jumping board for setting some goals and setting some direction for the next year. And this year is the first year where I can say, I don't even know that I want to look at goals and direction for the next year because we've had so much transition. We've had so much change. I have a hard time saying this is a goal I want to even reach because I tomorrow I might completely find that everything around me has changed so much that whatever the goal was that I set is absolutely inappropriate for me. I mean, even simple things have changed, like the computer tools that I use suddenly changed. Suddenly, I'm going to have to change how I sit down and write notes, and my computer tools and my notes are something that I have been using for, gosh, like a decade, I think. It's been a lawfully long time that I've been sitting out, and that's a place where I can dump out all the thoughts that are on my mind, all the things that are, you know, struggles, all of that stuff just gets dumped into the notes and it clears my mind and it helps me keep mental balance. It's very simple. And now suddenly the company that makes that software has made some big changes that no long, it's no longer going to work for me to use that tool. So I'm looking at it going, oh my God, now I have to find a new software tool. Oh, but the software tool that would make sense I have to get new hardware for it. Suddenly I have this huge change that has to happen. Then I also have to adjust to the new software tool. And it's a tool that had been working and would have continued to work for another decade easily if they had not changed what they changed. Yeah, and, you know, that's the, I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. You know, it's, that happens um, whether – in this case, whether it was forced – change because they don't want to do something or whether it's like, for instance, you know, the computers that we work on are old enough now that the operating systems that are coming out, I can't, we can't run any of them. So guess what? We have to, we have to buy computers. Yeah. Uh, And that's, and that's a, that's a, that's a steep. That's a horribly expensive. That's a capital purchase. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a big purchase. I mean, that is a huge purchase for us. And you know, obviously, you know, on the computers that we buy, I mean, granted, we could, you know, change up, but we started doing the numbers even if we went with a PC, for instance. All of the stuff we'd have to change over to run that would be expensive and at that point in time. So it's just simple to simpler to keep what we have and, you know, which is, you know, Mac-based stuff. And at the end, I know that we'll get another eight years out of it. And that was right. the other thing. I mean, the last our last purchases were, you know, you know, those computers are eight years old and they were still running. I'm still was pushing and you're still pushing video and all this other stuff on there. And right. it's only now where you're right. going, you know, I think it probably could be faster. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if that one piece of software had not changed 
at the level that it changed, I probably would have been thinking, well, you know, I can make this computer run like it is for at least another six months. Another six months to a year. Maybe even another year, you know. But then literally overnight, one day I'm working on it and it's working just fine. And the next day the upgrade happened and dang, it no longer does the job for me. And that was the cascade that, you know, so that's just my little metaphor, really. I mean, that's a reality. Yeah, those details happened, but that's how everything has been. And I don't see it settling down just yet. I don't think we're going to see that somehow 2021 January happens and by some miracle of God, suddenly everything settles down and there's no more chaos. I think we're going to, you know, chaos comes and, and hopefully we've hit the crust of it. Uh, and I the thickest, know. deepest part of it, but I'm doubtful that, you know, we probably have quite a bit more ahead of us before we start to feel like you can trust that, you know, the, the ground's going to be right in front of you and you can step down solidly. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know? <laughs> so is there any positive things we can kind of end the podcast with? Because we've, <laughs> we've totally went this other way. Well, I mean, I just am feeling like it's also freeing to say I'm just not even going to set goals. I'm not going to worry about that this year. I, I'm Interesting. See, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I am. I'm setting business goals. I am getting things moving because mm-hmm. I'm at a point in my life where I got about 15 more years of really productive work that I think I can handle. And I'm not going to if I want to continue to do this. So I have to figure out if I'm going to grow the business so that I have people doing the work and I'm just managing the ship or... Am I selling it in 10 years? And those are the goals that I have that I need to start really moving forward on them in, I won't say a light speed fashion, but there's no longer can I ham and haw for five years before I decide to do something. Right, right. Yeah, I I mean, it's not... It's not as if I'm absolutely setting no goals at all and I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and, you know, but I'm not setting goals with the kind of concrete action steps that I once did because I don't know. I I can set the goal that I want to increase profits, for instance, you know, I'd like to actually pay more writers. I'd like to have more, you know, writers writing for me. So... That's a goal. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to say things like, oh, I'm going to have X number of articles written by other people and I'm going to get the money this way. And Because when I start getting that concrete, that's making – that's depending on lots of pieces that a year ago I thought were dependable but today I know are no longer dependable being there. So I can't feel comfortable setting goals that are that concrete not knowing if – Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and find out that, you know, we are no longer using U.S. dollars to pay for things. Now we're using a new currency. Bitcoin. Um, (laughs) I mean. Well, and I think, you know, this year has taught us that, you know, we are not, we are not indestructible. And um, the very, it also has taught us that we are very malleable and we Mm -hmm. can change. We can change. It just takes external forces. It's asked us to be more present right here and now, to let go of all this long-term thinking. One of the things I've heard, I I heard this this, this statement, and I've I've heard some other people talk about how they want to return to normal, and they want to go back to where it was. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, we can never go back to where we were. 
that right. it's like after you know, 9-11, you can't really go back before. There's no right? going back. So yeah. when you say that, and then I ask myself, well, what are you saying back to normal? What do you really want? You Two people having to work to, to fund everything, no one taking care of the kids, uh, eating junk food and eating fast food all the time, not prepping, uh, you know, not not making your own food, which you can do now with COVID because you have to because maybe not everyone, everyone's not working. Well, most and, of the restaurants and, aren't even open. Right, and or? then there's a budgetary part of that, you know, yeah. and, you know, do you, do you want to go back to, you know, shuttling your kids to 50 different events and that and, and miss the entire family time part of it? You know, yeah. um, there's all these things that we were just – chugging and chugging along and we were so used to all of it that we forgot to ask why are we doing all of this yeah we're like frogs on a hot plate yeah, or, there was you know. no change so when i hear yeah. that i'm like i don't know that i want to go back to that i no. don't want to go back to that rat race i don't want our country yeah. to be there i think we we can come out of this as a better country and better people because the covid has shown us that family is important friends are important people are important it's not Health just is important. It's, yeah it's not just the things yeah. and the conveniences and all those other parts of it you know um, and there's so many other changes that, that are coming out of this technologically wise work wise mm-hmm. all, I just I don't want to go back to what it was I want to say this is the new normal maybe without as many zoom meetings but right. this is the this is the new normal and I want it to stay this way and I hope that you know, from my own opinion, that, that, that it goes there. So um, my thoughts are that as we approach 2021 and then in the next administration, that we get some better things out of it than the constant chaos. I would rather in the next four years almost never hear from our president. I, I don't <laughs> want to hear from him anymore. I want him to do the State yeah. of the Union address and rarely see him because right. I've from what we just came out of where, you know, tweet storms every other day on networks, call-ins, every, wherever we were, there was, it was always – there. I don't want to hear from them. Yeah, that's a very American-centric yeah. uh, perspective. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying I disagree with you entirely, but I'm more thinking I want to see us starting to really focus on health and all forms of health, financial health, mental health, emotional health, family health, health of our bodies. And I want to focus on the preventative and healthy practices that keep us out of trouble, keep us out of you know, bankruptcy, keep us out of the hospital, keep us out of divorce court. You know, I want to see us with a new focus on instead of, well, we can always fix it later. I want to say, let's not get to that point. That's what I'm hoping that we'll start seeing as we move forward. And I'm hoping that we see that at a global level. Let's, let's, you know, stop doing things that are harmful to the environment. Let's think about the plants as actual sentient beings, they feel they're experiencing the world just because I don't think in the same way they do and I don't understand their language doesn't mean they don't have one. That's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Let's let's let the birds in the skies be able to still keep breathing. Let's help the fish to continue to swim, you know. So for the next few weeks, <laughs> as we're on hiatus and it's the holiday season, uh, be safe, be well, uh, try yes. to be with family if you can, um, figure out what's important and do that. Um, and if I, you're not on our mail, mail list and you want to know what's happening with the Herbalist Society, get on it by yes. going to the practicalherbalist.com, signing up. Yep. There's the, there's a join link at the top, um, top of the menu bar. There's a join the Herbalist Society if you like. Um, that well, and great. you can also sign up for our newsletter. Oh, yeah, and you can you'll also, see, yeah. You can yeah. sign up for the newsletter and, and get that too. And that doesn't cost anything at the newsletter. Yeah, the newsletter's free, so right. you know, you jump go. on that. Okay, so I guess with that and all the all, all of the stuff, <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, it, it's been a good year 
surprisingly, it's been a good year, I'm, I think, considering the amount of changes we've made, the amount of changes I've seen with us personally, yeah. the amount of projects I've gotten. I found my passion in woodworking again. Yeah. I mean, all of these things have come back that I, I was there. So I think there's positive out of this. And there's that's a lot of positives. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to – that was, you know, <laughs> it was more of one of our down podcasts. But generally speaking, things are really looking good. I think we're on, a, on – we've come over the hump and I'm hoping that – um, we'll all change as, for the better from this. And so enjoy your families, enjoy yourself, be safe. Don't do, um, don't do questionable behavior so we can get this COVID thing under wraps and there you go. Yeah. So any last words for you? Um, well, you know, as always, put, put an, an herb, herb on, on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.